We get three Miriam stories in Exodus. As Moses tells us the story of God leading his people out of Egypt, Moses' sister, Miriam, takes part in the action three times. The first one is the story you know best about her, even though her name isn't mentioned. When Moses was born, he was a crime. By proclamation of the Pharaoh, male babies were not allowed to live, and so the little family disobeyed, and mom, dad, Miriam, and Aaron had to work together to keep baby Moses hidden. They did so for three months before they just couldn't anymore. So mom made a basket, and they floated Moses down the Nile while Miriam watched from a distance. And when the princess of Egypt found the basket and adopted the baby, Miriam approached and said that she could recommend an Israelite woman as a wet nurse. Miriam reunited Moses and their mother, and their mother got a few more years with Moses before he went to live in the palace. Thanks to Miriam. The last story about Miriam you may also know already. Israel was crossing the desert and grumbling about everything, and Miriam and Aaron began grumbling too. They began verbally bashing their baby brother Moses for having married a Cushite woman because, I don't know, when you're struggling across the desert and things are tough, why not lighten things up with a little jealousy and racism? God called Moses, Aaron, and Miriam before him in the tent of meeting and chastised Aaron and Miriam for speaking against the prophet who spoke with God face to face. And when the cloud of his presence lifted from the tent, they all saw that Miriam's skin had become white with leprosy. Aaron begged Moses, and Moses begged God, and God cast Miriam out of the assembly for seven days before she could be brought back, which I think means that her leprosy was cured, but Moses is not real clear about that as he tells us the story. It doesn't seem like long after this that Miriam dies and is buried at Kadesh in the desert of Zin. The in-between story is much shorter. Eighty years after she watched a basket float down the river, and a while before she grumbled in the wilderness, Miriam stood on the shore of the Red Sea and stared back across. Somewhere under the waves, there was an army that God had drowned. Far below that was the floor of the sea on which Miriam and her people had walked to finally escape a life of slavery. And in Miriam's hand, there was a timbrel, which I guess is something like a tambourine. And Miriam shook her timbrel and danced and led the Israelite women in shaking timbrels and dancing as she sang to them, Sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. Both horse and driver he has hurled into the sea. Just a short little ditty that just popped into her head. And the first story that you already knew shows us Miriam, Moses' caring older sister, whom God used to protect his infant prophet. And the last story that you maybe already knew shows us Miriam, Moses' somewhat petty older sister, whom God disciplined for disrespecting his aged prophet. But in the in-between story, Moses doesn't call Miriam Moses' sister at all. She's Aaron's sister, sure. But when he tells us about his almost 90-year-old sister dancing and singing and playing the timbrel over the unbelievable thing God just did to rescue his people, Moses calls her Miriam the prophet. Does that read like admiration to you the way it does to me? Miriam cared for him and saved his life, really, and that must have meant a lot to Moses. 
Miriam grumbled against him and was disciplined by God, and even though Moses got to pray for her forgiveness, that must have hurt Moses a lot. But after Moses led Israel through the Red Sea to freedom, he saw his older sister prophesy and lead the people in praising God. And even though he had just sung his own much longer song, and even though she didn't say anything he hadn't, don't you think that that meant the world to Moses? That his older sister, whom God had used to save his life, was praising God for what God accomplished through her baby brother? There are ways in which our affection for other people interferes with our love for God. But there are more and more powerful ways in which our affection for other people is affection for God. There are ways in which the tangible ties between us as God's people connect us to God and Him to us. All the time God saves our lives through our believing siblings. Sometimes God lets us hurt and be hurt by our believing siblings and lets us put His forgiveness into practice. God speaks to us through people whom we admire and whom we can serve, and our admiration and service make it all the way back to Him through them. I think that's why Moses makes sure to give us three specific Miriam stories, or why God gives them to us through Moses. So we can admire Miriam, too, and learn from her mistake, and admire and learn from God himself, through Miriam his prophet. You and I are dust and breath, loved by God, bought by Jesus. This podcast is written and produced by me, Ethan Cherney, a Wells pastor serving our Savior Lutheran Church in Pomona, California. Get in touch on Facebook at Dust and Breath Pod, on Twitter at Dust Breath Pod, or by emailing dustandbreathpod at gmail.com. Outro music arranged and performed by Mr. Peter Shawey, who is like the dawn, like the noonday sun. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you could leave a review in iTunes or just share an episode on social media, I'd really appreciate it. It's the only way other people can find the show. Now, go do what God made you to do. Be who God called you to be. Go see what God can do with dust and breath and faith in Jesus, his son.